0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show at our new 7 a.m. start time. I'm so glad you were able to figure out we've moved to a new time. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and since we are just a week away from Father's Day, I thought I'd invite Amy Burkert, the founder of GoPetFriendly.com, to come on the show in a few moments to talk about fun pet-related activities that dads can enjoy with their furry kids to make the day extra special for everyone. And since we at the Pet Place think being a pet parent is pretty darn important, linking this to Father's Day seems like a perfect idea. Then after our halftime break, Julie Jones from Labs and Friends Rescue has some exciting news about what's going on with her organization. So keep your radio tuned to the Pet Place on K-Mozart, and we'll begin after a very quick message from the station. (laughs) Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome Amy Burkert, the founder of GoPetFriendly.com, to the show. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you could join us. I know you do a lot of traveling with your company. Can you tell me a little bit about GoPetFriendly.com? Sure. It's a website that makes it easy for people
2: to find places they can stay and things they can do with their pets and plan trips um it's a free to use website and uh we've got about 60,000 points of interest across the country uh, well actually throughout the u.s and canada where people can uh take their dogs and
1: cats and have fun wow what a great resource and it's gopetfriendly.com all one word yes okay excellent hey you know last month we talked a little bit about mother's day so i thought to be fair we should talk about the upcoming father's day now what do you think about that (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, I think that you probably have some great suggestions about what dads can do with their little fur kids, you know, for lack of a better word.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, the the dogs like to be included in all the things that uh, my husband does so uh, when it comes to father's day they they come up with some good ideas, for instance, a lot of dads love to go camping and um you know getting out in the wilderness and lighting a campfire and you know making smores the you know the dogs think that think that's great too, so Pi and Buster Pi and Buster are always ready to go and uh On the website, you can find about 4,000 different campgrounds along with a detailed pet policy, so you know if they allow pets, if they have a weight restriction or if they have a breed restriction or if they're going to have any additional fees related to having your dog along. So um, that's all available there.
1: Now, do Uh, you also list whether or not – I know that some campgrounds allow pets, but then when you walk to the adjacent hiking trails, it'll say no pets allowed. Do you have that information also?
2: We do try to build that out as we travel around. So Rod and I live full-time in the RV, and we we write a blog about the things that we do when we're out visiting new places, and we try to build that information out. Sometimes those campgrounds have provided us with that information if they have an off-leash area or if they have um, hiking trails or, you know, kind of what's available in their area some of the campgrounds didn't provide us with that information. So those are things that we're out, uh, that's what we're out doing. We're out gathering that kind of information.
1: (laughs) And is this your (laughs) full-time job or are you retired and this is just your hobby and passion?
2: No, this is my full-time job. Uh, Running the website and writing the blog is is. Keeps
3: me busy, and uh, yeah, that's uh, what I do for my for my business.
1: That is awesome. How, how many places in California have you scouted out? Since we're a California-based uh, show, even though you can hear this all over the world, um, for our local listeners, what are some great places to go in California?
2: Well, we've actually two
1: summers ago we drove
2: um, from San Diego to Victoria, British Columbia. So we hit everything along, uh, you know, along the coast there in California. And there are some beautiful places.
1: What's your um, in favorite? California.
2: I love wine country. You know, I love being up there in the Mendocino area, and I love. Um, there's a lot of fun um, places to to go. You know, even around Napa and Sonoma. So those are those are one of my favorites. But you can't you can't talk about California's. Um, And the pet friendliness, without talking about Carmel, you know, Carmel is just one of the most beautiful places and actually was voted this year Go Pet Friendly's Best City for Pet Travelers in our um, tournament this year. Why is that? They uh, they have a really, well, first of all, they have a gorgeous beach all pet-friendly, and you can take your dogs down there and play in the water, and, and that's really wonderful. They have a lot of restaurants that have outdoor seating areas that are pet-friendly, and um, there's just a lot to do there. They don't have any um, breed restrictions, which is something that's really nice about um, about uh, Carmel. You know, you don't have to worry if you've got a bigger dog or, a, you know, a breed that might be harder to travel with, like a Pitbull or a Rottweiler. Everybody's treated the same in Carmel, and uh, so it's uh, one of those places that, you know, you just can't go wrong.
1: That is really, really nice to know. I, I'm sure a lot of our local listeners would be interested in taking a little trip because it doesn't take that long to get up to that area from the Los Angeles Orange County area. So, Carmel. Yeah, out. it's a nice.
2: Yeah, it's a nice drive up there, and you know, once you get there, you just there's no way you'll be disappointed. It's just really nice. The okay. people are really friendly and. There's a lot to do.
1: Now, what if the dad in your family isn't really the road trip kind of guy? What What do you suggest for that kind of person?
2: Well, well, if you've got a dad in your family that's sort of a sports nut, um, there are a lot of, of Major League Baseball teams that offer um, one or more dog-friendly games a year so you can check out uh we have a blog we have a schedule on the blog of dog friendly baseball games in 2013 and um it's possible i know that the san francisco giants have a game
0: uh mm-hmm.
2: have several games on their schedule okay. that are pet friendly
1: and so the dodgers just recently there. had a game too here uh locally and that was a fundraiser also for a local uh humane organization so that was pretty cool exactly
2: most of the time they are, you know, most of the time the um the baseball teams across the country that have lined that up, um they do include it as a fundraiser. So they're they're, you know, selling the tickets for the dogs, but then the money is coming back to one of their local animal rescue um organizations, which is really nice.
1: That that is definitely nice, and I'm glad you're able to include all that information on your website. Now, how about a dad who just wants to get out and do something fun with his pet on Father's Day, what do you recommend?
2: Well, if you just want to go and play, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna fire up the grill, there are these great toys uh, from from Pet Project um, called Dog Meat, and so you can get a dog toy. A, they're squeaky toys made of plastic. Uh, my dogs think that they're fantastic because uh, they squeak. They have a really unique squeak to them, and uh, they're fun to play with. The buster just can't get enough of it. Uh, and one looks like a steak and one looks like a chicken leg and one looks like um, um, a piece, uh, actually a whole fish. Like, you know, like uh-huh. so your, your dad can be out playing with, the, you know, the grill and cooking up something and the dogs can be playing with something that kind of goes along with the <laughs> same lines. And and the nice thing is, these toys are made. uh, They're 100% non-toxic materials, so they're perfectly safe for your pets to play on and play with, and if they um, and chew on, and if they would happen to break off a piece and swallow it, it's not something that you need to worry about because they're they're made of this really uh, wonderful plastic that doesn't have any BPA or any you know of the heavy metals or lead or cadmium or any of those nasty things that we try to keep um, out of our dog's
1: mouth. Oh, that's good to know. And and what is the brand of these pets, and, or toys, rather, and where can you get them?
2: So they're called Pet Project, and it's spelled a little differently. So if you want to Google it, it's P-E-T-P-R-O-J-E-K-T, Okay. Pet Project. And you can get them online at otomilk.com. So it's dot kcom
1: Oh, okay, okay. And when you're out there barbecuing, you just got to make sure that your your pet doesn't confuse what you're barbecuing with his toy. <laughs> or you don't accidentally throw the dog toy on the grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. Give that, that would be
0: bad.
1: give that to the the neighbor who shows up who you really didn't want to invite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. They have some other great toys, too. For the for do- dads that are into fitness, you can get a dumbbell version of the toy. And, you know, there's a remote control version of the toy. If you're just going to sit in front of the TV for the day, you can get remote control. Dog toys that look like a remote control. And then they have bacon. And really, bacon, you know, is probably for just about everybody who doesn't want some bacon, so...
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that sounds really interesting. And I know that you're out on the road right now. In fact, we're talking to you on your cell phone, and you're heading out to find some new places. What's on your agenda as far as uh, some of the new places you're going to be checking out and adding to your website? Well, we just um,
2: we're down in Albuquerque right now. We're heading up through Colorado. We're um, we were in Durango and Telluride and uh, Salida, and then now we're in Golden, right outside of Denver. And uh, we're heading up to the Rocky Mountain National Park next week, so that'll be really fun. And then over to North Dakota, and then eventually up through Montana to Glacier, and maybe to Bamps
1: this year. We'll see. Okay, and all of those places, because you're traveling with your own pets, you're going to be finding pet-friendly campsites.
2: Exactly. Pet-friendly campsites, other pet-friendly things to do. Um, you know, uh, the gondola, for instance, that we just wrote in, te- in Telluride is pet-friendly. It's not something that you would normally think oh, wow. might be pet-friendly. Uh-huh. But yeah, So any when we find any kind of unique thing like that, we write about it on the blog and we add it to the website so that it makes it easy for other people to find those those things, too.
1: Okay. Now, just like with children, sometimes you want to just get out, you know, as a couple, you and your husband... And uh, find a sitter for the little ones. Uh, Do you notice if there's anything like that available, any kind of pet sitting in some of the places that you go to just for the day so you can go do something together?
2: Absolutely. In fact, on the website we um, include listings for pet sitters and doggy daycare because we do know that sometimes people, even when they're traveling with their pets, they might want to see a museum or they might need to – you know, want to take the kids to um, a theme park or something like that, something where the dogs or cats wouldn't be able to go along with them for the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So we list those kinds of things, but also um, we have listings for veterinarians in case you would run into an emergency when you're on the
1: road. Oh, um, and
2: pet And pet supply stores, so if you break a leash or you lose your dog's, you know, favorite pet project toy and you need to go get him another one, <laughs> um, you know, you left left it behind at the last campsite, you can find a pet supply store uh, online, on the website, uh, to make it easy for you to track those things down as well we try to think about anything you might need when you're on the road and, and add that on the website to make it easy for people
1: that is outstanding and amy before i let you go let's give out your website one more time it's gopetfriendly.com. dot com. wonderful well it's been great talking with you about camping with your pets traveling with your pets and some fun father's day tips too thanks for being on the show today Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Very good. We need to take a quick pet place break now, but be sure to stay with us because Julie Jones from Labs and Friends Rescue is waiting to talk about all the great things that's happening with her organization. This and more are just ahead after a quick pet place break on K Mozart. Radio Show on Key Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is our old friend Julie Jones from Labs and Friends. Welcome to the Pet Place, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been a few years since we've spoken, so I'm so glad we were able to hook up again and talk about the latest news from Labs and Friends. Yes, it has
3: been a little bit. When I talked to you the last time, I was with another lab rescue, and uh, things got um there, there was a few changes that happened uh, across the board of directors, so I, I kind of excused myself nicely and uh, didn't really leave with the intention of starting another rescue. But um, rescuing dog is, dogs is contagious, you know. It's the thing that like <laughs> makes you feel really good, and and so I, um, it was like a year later. Uh, one of my former friends called me and said, uh, or my former, you know, fellow rescuers called me and said, hey, you know, there's these two dogs over at Devore, you know, one's a chocolate lab, and what do you think? You know, <laughs> should we start something up? So I said, well, yeah. So we actually took in three uh, females that that day, um, and it, it just kind of went on from there. Actually, the chocolate lab ended up having pyometra, so we had to rush her in. So oh, no. our first save, yeah, was. <laughs> medical issue, and then she got pneumonia, but she made it through both of those things and has a wonderful home now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it it started started off like,
1: oh, wow. Welcome Welcome back welcome back. yeah. Oh, my goodness, and that probably was a huge financial hit for you, too. Well,
0: you
3: know, we have a really wonderful vet that that we work with here in, in the Highland Park, Los Angeles area off of the 110, and he is just amazing he allows us to save you know dogs and we we will take in dogs that have medical uh, knowingly uh, because we have this partnership with him and he has been able to help us save so many dogs and at a a, an incredible price Um, and that's that's his whole deal is he's in an area a low income area to begin with um, specifically, because he wants to provide a service to people who are low income and wants to make sure that they vet their animals.
1: Well, we need so, to give him a plug. What's his name? Where is he? It's Dr. Yeah. Joey
3: and his dad, uh, Dr. Ronaldo, and it's a, a North Figueroa Animal Hospital um, in Highland Park, and they just take the best care of you know of us and all the animals in that area. You know?
1: uh, I just love hearing about veterinarians like that. That just makes my day.
3: Yeah, he he just realized. In fact, this, just this morning I took in a uh, Saint Bernard that we took in from the Bakersfield shelter. Uh, they didn't tell us, but uh, when we when she got to the boarding facility where they dropped her off, uh, her right eye is bulging. So he's going to actually have to remove her eye. So Aww. I just took her in <laughs> this morning. Oh, so gosh. he's going to help us with that, and he's going to he's done uh, eye removals for us before, so we know approximately how much that's going to be, and it'll be affordable, you know. Wow. So.
1: So is your new Rescue a nonprofit organization?
3: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: So you're probably accepting donations then. That's correct,
3: which (laughs) helps, of course, offset a lot of these these costs, you know. So, um, yes, actually, we were able to get our um, nonprofit status in November of 2011, um and so we've been going and going and going since then
1: (laughs) wow how many dogs have you uh helped since you first incorporated well
3: probably uh over 500 at this point what has happened we've shifted a little bit of the way we were doing things um you know we we were labs and friends and the friends were supposed to be um dogs of other breeds Mm -hmm. not the the people,
0: you know, <laughs> but I mean, the people
3: are the friends, but the friends meant that we were going to take in other animals other than labs. Okay.
1: Um,
3: cats, we would take, once we took a pot pig, I mean, you know, so the, it was the, the Labradors, which is our, spe- you know, my, kind of my specialty and one of my favorite uh, breeds, and then uh, the friends were all the other animals we could help save. Wow.
0: So um,
3: what happened is, you know, it's really hard to find um, foster care for large dogs. Mm-hmm. So I've um, I, I've uh, partnered up with a another uh, fellow rescuer who used to be with um, a Russell Rescue, uh, Jack Russell Terrier Rescue,
0: mm-hmm. and she's a terrier
3: specialist. And she um, has come over now, and she's um, doing a fantastic job with us. So we have a lot of fosters for small dogs. Wow. So right now we have about 93 dogs in our group. Uh, most of which are in foster care. But what ends up happening is because the foster care is, is free to us, we don't have to pay for that. We provide food and we provide crates and whatever people need, we try to make it as easy and uh as possible so that, of course, they'll want to foster again. But um, with all those little dogs in foster care that don't cost us as much, mm-hmm. we're able to put the big dogs in boarding and then able to save more dogs. So overall, our new focus with, you know, the small and the big dogs we've been able to save a lot more dogs i mean oh, just this helpful. year alone we're, we're at 300
1: but i'm sure you probably would love to have some foster homes for your big Oh uh, we would
3: love that that is always preferable you know we we never want to put them in boarding but uh the alternative is they're going to be euthanized at the shelter because we are pulling from the high kill shelters okay. um, and they're usually on the youth list the ones that we are pulling so you know the good The good and bad news is you know the bad news is yeah they're not in a in a warm cozy home right when they get out of the shelter but the good news is they're safe and you know eventually they are going to get into that warm fuzzy home and and it'll be their forever home so
1: okay well if somebody listening would like to foster one of your bigger dogs how would they go about doing that
3: well um you could uh, send an email is the best way because all of us work full time um so email is a very effective way for us to be able to uh communicate um so an email to info i n f o and then at and then labs l a b s a n d f r i n d s dot org and we always get back to people and and we're happy you know we we call people on our way home from work or <laughs> on our way into work you know uh-huh. um, so we return those phone calls then but otherwise we we use utilize uh, email a lot thank okay. goodness for that.
1: How many dogs right now do you figure are in boarding rather than in foster homes? Well,
3: we just took in 17 from Bakersfield, including the St. Bernard I was talking about this morning. That Those just came in on Thursday. So oh, okay. um, with that 17, and plus we I think we had 10 in boarding, so we probably have about almost 30, 20, about 25 to 30 in boarding right now.
0: Wow. But the,
3: those smaller ones are um, that just came in from boarding, what happens is some of the foster homes, because they have other dogs, Coming straight out of the shelter, a lot of times they'll get a doggy cold, a kennel cough. Mm -hmm. So some of the fosters like them to be, quote, unquote, quarantined for 10 days um, at boarding, and then they'll take them. So we just haven't moved some of those to foster care. We do have some fosters for some of those, but still, right now, because – Bakersfield, the Kern County Shelter, had such an urgent list. That's why we took so many. You okay, know?
1: okay. Yeah. Wow, you guys are doing a great job. Thank if you. If <laughs> somebody wanted to take a look at some of the dogs that you've just rescued and some of the dogs that you actually have had for a while that need homes, how could they do that?
3: Okay, our website is www.labsandfriends.org, and it's, again, L-A-B-S, a-n-d-f-r-i-e-n-d-s dot org and it's not a fancy website um i actually uh that's one of the things on my list but what it does have is it 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 has the three main things you need there's a a click you can click on to get an application and it's a pdf and you have to print it out and then scan it or, or fax it in but um but the two other things it has are, are um, links to the Pet Finder and Adopt-a-Pet Sites, which, you know, some people like to use one or the other, but they basically all have, should all have the same dogs on both sites.
0: Oh, okay.
3: So, so that's, um, you know, we do a, a tremendous amount of adopting through those, and I think it might be because there's not too many uh, um, rescues that are out of Burbank, which that's our corporate address. Okay. So I think when people are putting in what kind of dog they're looking for, you know, and they look... because both of those sites use a, a radius, so you put in a 25 or 50 mile radius or whatever. I think we come up a lot because we get an amazing amount of application requests and/or inquiries from um, from them. It's not from people going directly to our site. You know, mm-hmm. We're, we don't get a lot of just web traffic on our own, but those those Adopt a Pet and Pet Finder have really helped us adopt out a
1: lot of dogs or cats. Like fantastic! And yeah. if somebody puts in a lab, because your your name says lab and they get a Jack Russell terri- uh <laughs> a Jack well, Russell it'll terrier. It'll,
3: yeah, it'll, what it'll do is because we always have at least one lab. it <laughs> okay. will get to that lab and then there's a place that you can click it that says see this uh, see the I think they call it shelters even though we're not a shelter. It'll say see this other shelters uh, other dogs and then that's where you can it'll take you to the full site where you can look at all of our animals.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. I know that you do uh you depend a lot on donations, but I'm wondering if you have any fundraisers or fun events that you plan to help with your fundraising.
3: Um yes, we uh are actually and I should have written down the date, but if you could uh we we're, we're, we're participating in strut your mutt, which is in September, um and it'll be at the Woodley Park um in the San Fernando Valley and that's put on by Best Friends. So uh, if you just, if somebody wanted to go and and look it up, um, what we are on the site, it's uh, called strutyourmutt.com, and uh, you can, it'll have all the information there. That's where you can sign up. But so what that is, is people are going to walk and raise money. So right now we're actually trying to put together uh, a team of walkers and people who will fundraise for us. Um, And then it's going to be a really fun day of just, you know, everybody at the park with friendly dogs and walking around and raising money. Okay. So that's. That's one, one of the things we do. And then we also do um and this is where my website really need our website really needs to uh get better is to be able to tell some of the other events that we go to, you know, which are also always fundraising events. They're adoption events and fundraising at the same time. Oh, I was
1: wondering if you did adoption events.
3: Yeah. We do um one standing one every it's the every first Sunday of uh of the month, so we just had it and it's at the healthy spot over in uh, West Hollywood. It's right on Santa Monica and uh, La Cienega Boulevards. And um, so we're there that first Sunday from 1 to 4. Okay. And then we also will do, you know, like we where you and I actually reconnected, we were at the OC Pet Expo. We do that. Mm-hmm. We do, um, you know, there's uh, Bark in the Park in Lancaster. There's uh, Bow Wows and Meows in Santa Clarita. So we do all of those types of uh, adoption events as well. If we get invited, as long as we don't already have one booked, we go. <laughs> oh, excellent. So. Were
1: you at the big super pet adoption in Irvine? Yes. Uh,
3: no, we didn't do the Irvine one because we were at the big super adoption at the La Brea Tar Pits with Best friends, and oh. we adopted out 17 dogs that
1: day. Wow, or that's that weekend. fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank now, you. when you are at these special events for adoption, does somebody come in and fill out an application and you still do yes. the same thing you would normally mm-hmm. do anyway? So, yes, do. So you don't walk away with a dog right then and there. Well, right? actually what ends up happening
3: is if they're in an apartment, there's not really a home check to really be done um, mm-hmm. because, you know, for us it's usually about fencing, uh, make sure that everything's secure, make sure the gate is secure. So if somebody's in an apartment, there's really not a whole lot of home checking you can do. So basically it's the interview, you see how the people interact with the dog, uh, Obviously, people who live in an apartment have to have a plan. You know, uh-huh. you can't—you have to take your dog out. So, I—we actually, uh, I know some rescues don't like adopting to people in apartments because there's no yard. However, we have a different philosophy. We love people in apartments because we know they have to go walk their dog. Sure. They <laughs> so can't just let it out in the backyard and run around, you know. And it, so, um, okay. we really like that. And then we also will send volunteers that day to go and do the home check because usually people are coming from an area
1: closed okay Julie so. well I'm going to have to let you go now because it's time to take our last break oh. of the day but thanks for stopping by the pet place it's been great thank talking you to you thank you so much you too stay tuned and we'll be back after a quick message here on K-Mozart k <laughs> We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Today, from noon to 4 p.m. at Fashion Island in Newport Beach, the Animal Network of Orange County is holding an adoption fair. Lots of great animals are available, and you really want to check them out. For more information, call 949 759 3646 or visit www.animalnetwork.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home too. We'll be back next weekend here on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay new to your pets and have a wonderful day.